welcome to the Ryan and Brian Show, a podcast about outside-the-box thinking and education. I'm Brian. And I'm Ryan. Well, we're glad to have you here with us today. Uh, the idea for this podcast essentially, I think, was born probably, Ryan, with uh, Aaron McGregor's goal at our first PD way back when it was warmer in August at the Thinking Outside the Box in Education and bringing up new innovations and ideas in our into our classrooms in our district. And then you came to me shortly after with the idea for a podcast. Want to talk about that? Sure, love to. So, yeah, uh, our superintendent here at Howell Public Schools, Aaron McGregor, did come up with a thinking outside the box plan for professional development for the year. And I know one of the sessions that you led, Brian, uh, on our professional development day was actually called Outside the Box. And um, can you give like a, I'm going to push it back to you, a 20 second explanation of what you did in that session? Yeah, sure. We basically just wanted to give teachers an opportunity to actually start planning practical ways of of doing outside the box thinking rethinking their curriculum how could they go at a unit or a subject or a topic in a different way maybe a little more innovative uh, project-based or whatever works for them and just gave those teachers time to talk about that and, and it was a wa- long time ago but I remember there were a lot of good ideas that the teachers came up with yeah and I think the uh, initial vision of of this outside the box thinking was to kind of question are we doing things just because we've always done them that way in the past are there different ways that we should do things that might be more beneficial for our students and just to kind of go from there and think differently and so just with that mindset that frame I think that's how that PD was developed and then I thought uh, in a meeting with you Brian hey how cool would it be to talk to some of the people that were in your PD session where they were rethinking and deconstructing their, their original lesson into a new outside-the-box way um, to kind of touch base with them uh, afterwards and see what they've come up with because there's so many cool things going around in our Howell Public Schools district to touch base with people and see what they're doing and then have other people be able to connect with them. So just, in, well, I'm thinking about it right now, Maybe not everybody knows who you are or I are, I are, I am, I am R. Last name begins with R, so I'll justify my Fair enough, mistake fair there. Enough. But uh, so what's your role in the district for people who don't know you? So my name's Ryan Horn. I am the instructional technology coach here at Howell Schools. Um, I serve all of our K-12 teachers, uh, students, administrative staff, I guess. My job is to help integrate technology um, in with whatever role you're is, whether that being Uh, getting more technology in your class with your students or making things more efficient on the admin level, that kind of stuff. So I travel all around the district and work with all kinds of people. Very cool, very cool. And I'm a Spanish teacher here at Howell High School at the 1012 building. I say here because that's where we're recording this. Um, I teach, this year I have Spanish 1, Spanish 4, and AP Spanish, so I have a a mix of levels. And um, I've been really rethinking uh, the way I've been delivering instruction in my classroom to move away from traditional ways to a little bit more innovative and more research-based ways of teaching. So we'll talk about that as the podcast goes on, but I get excited about outside-the-box thinking, and when you brought the idea up for the podcast, I was even more excited about it because I'm in the midst of thinking outside the box and approaching my instruction differently. So I'm I'm really excited to hear what other people are doing in our district. Absolutely. Hey, como se dice outside the box in Espanol? Uh, Fuera de la caja. Fuerte de la caja. And we be in. Yeah. Ah, All right. He gets cool. an A for today. I like it. <laughs> All right. I digress. <laughs> so, Brian, I think one of the goals as I'm going back to the, the podcast overall is, you know, we just want to talk to teachers who are doing some 
some cool things in their classroom and have them share. And then we want to give the audience a chance to touch base with them so that they could uh, maybe integrate some of the things that they're doing. You know, there's a lot of good things going on. Sometimes we just don't hear about them. It's a big district, and it's really hard to know what's going on. And my son's now a kindergartner, and I am learning the ways of the elementary school. And I'm watching some of the things they're doing, saying, why aren't we doing that at the high school? Why aren't we thinking like that at the high school? And a lot of it's just because we don't know. So this is a great way for us to connect across not, not only buildings, but across levels as well. Because, you know, a high school teacher might say, I don't want to listen to an elementary teacher's idea, but you know what? They've got a lot of really good ideas, things that we could be doing in our classrooms. So that's really the goal of our podcast, I would say, is that we're going to be interviewing teachers who are doing great things. And maybe Brian can teach me a little Spanish here and there. Yeah, once in a while. So today's word is caja, box. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> That maybe that'll be a new feature as we go along as Brian's Spanish word of the day. Right. So, <laughs> so we wanted to say that you can uh, find everything about our show, the Ryan and Brian Show, on our website, ryanandbrianshow.com. So that's ryanandbrianshow.com. You can go there to check out all of our podcasts. You can go there if you have a guest you want to nominate uh, on the show, and perhaps it's even yourself. Um, there'll be a link t- uh, to nominate a guest on ryanandbrianshow.com. And Brian, you want to hand out your Twitter? Sure, um, and just for the record, it's R-Y-A-N and B-R-I-A-N show.com. I spell my name with an I as I say the proper way. So ryanandbryanshow.com, and, and you can reach me at any time on Twitter. I check it uh, um, pretty often. It's at Profe Reardon, that's P-R-O-F-E-R-I-O-R-D-A-N, Profe Reardon, as I'm known around Q4, the classroom, so... And how about you? You can find me on Twitter at RyanHorn0076. RyanHorn0076, it's H-O-R-N-E. Excellent. And uh, as, as Ryan mentioned, we have a little bit of homework for you as a listener as we uh, kind of head towards the end of our podcast zero, our very first episode. And that is to head over to the, to the www.ryanandbryanshow.com. And as Ryan mentioned before, once again, your homework is to nominate someone that you think is doing outside-the-box thinking or something really cool in their classrooms that would be good about coming onto our show talking about it. Or if you yourself feel like you're doing really cool stuff, nominate yourself. We won't tell anybody in our listening audience who nominated you, um, unless, of course, you wanted us to. Um, because we just love to hear from you. There's so many good things happening in this district. And Brian, I want to move on and talk about uh, some of the other parts of our show. So let's go with this feature. Do you have any podcast recommendations for oh, people out there? Podcasts. I have become a podcast consumer, and one of my favorite ones right now is called 99% Invisible. Have you ever listened to this one before? No. Uh, okay, so it, it actually I found out it's one of the most downloaded uh, podcasts on iTunes. And um, I wrote down from their website, they said 99% Invisible is about all the thought that goes into things we don't think about, the unnoticed architecture and design that shape our world. Um, And they talk about design. And as an educator, as someone who designs lesson plans or designs curriculum, uh, learning about the way I think other people design things is it's really fascinating. I, in one of my master's classes back in 2001, 2002, I took a class on design as well. And ever since then, I've been fascinated by it. And you, when you start learning about the little things in the world and why things work and why things are the way they are, I think it helps you think more esoterically, I guess, about your, your own design in your own 
career or even in your own home life, and it's really good. The other nice part about the podcast is Roman Mars, the host. Um, his voice is amazing. Like he could read the phone book, and I would be interested in it. It's just, it's very dulcet. It's kind of deep, but he's got a great voice to listen to. Uh, one of my favorite podcasts. I look forward to this every Monday morning on my drive-in. I really can't wait when I wake up because I know I'm going to be listening to it and my drive's just long enough to finish it. How I Built This with Guy Raz. Have you heard that podcast? I have not. It is awesome. It is a show um, about entrepreneurs and the business businesses that they built, kind of the process of, of how they made that happen. Uh, Guy Raz is great. He uh, hosts the TED Talks as well. Uh, on NPR, but How I Built This is probably my favorite podcast right now. There's so many pieces that you can take from it, from people that have been successful, what they've gone through and the steps they took. And thinking as an educator, how many parts of that you can apply to your students and what's really important, what you really want them to learn. Um, It's just a great show. So that's How I Built This. Uh, I really highly recommend that. And you have a, a pretty long drive, don't you? I do. I how, do. How long is your drive normally? Oh, it's anywhere from like 45 minutes to an hour, you know, depending on the traffic, how many stops I got to make, that kind of There stuff. are times when, it, now that I'm getting more into podcasts, that I wish I had that drive, but I know that I really don't wish that I had that drive. <laughs> I have a whole eight minutes. So it takes me like a week to listen to a podcast if I don't have the XM radio on because my favorite song came on or something like that too. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Or when I'm cutting the grass or when shoveling snow, my wife mm-hmm. says, well, you... you you don't mind doing this? I'm like, no, I get to listen to my podcast at that point. So, right, right. And she just kind of rolls her eyes. and, and uh, But they're fun. There's so many great podcasts out there. And I, I'll check that out, how, how I built this. Absolutely. Awesome. Yes. Um, one of the other show features that we're going to feature, hopefully, each podcast is Ed Tech Talk with Ryan, since he's the That's me. Ed Tech guru for our district. Anything new going on you'd like to share? Yeah, uh, there is something I'd like to share. You know, recently I've had... Uh, I don't know, it's probably been quite a few people that have looked on my screen and said, what is that with all those colorful sticky notes on your screen? It's Google Keep. Google Keep, it's uh, Google's free note-taking app. I love it. I swear by Google Keep. I have it downloaded on my phone, on my tablet, on my computer. I use it for everything. Uh, Note-taking, making lists, doing whatever you want to do uh, it's so helpful you can have there's so many applications for education and working with students but for me it's so nice to put reminders on it uh, make a list and so it could be a simple one i show up to the grocery store in the parking lot uh, the reminder goes off and says don't forget to buy cat food um, i set reminders for when i go to different buildings of what i need to do um, google keep it's a free download i wrote about it on my website, ryanstechtips.com. So if you go to ryanstechtips.com, you can check out uh, my new post on Google Keep. Google Keep. Now, is it? are they like sticky notes? Do they look like sticky notes? They do. Uh, Google Keep has an interface where each, I guess, post, you could say, is um, some kind of list of uh, its own sticky note of things you want to check off or things you want to accomplish. You can put pictures in there, you can put video in, you can put links in, you can insert any of your docs or um, any Google document, I should say, from Google Drive. Uh, you can share any of the uh, sticky notes that you make in Google Keep. So 
highly, highly recommend. Nice. I need, I need lists. I'm a list kind of guy. Yeah, so you love yeah. it. Helps it out. Yeah, I, if I'm going to share one, and I, this is your EdTech talk with Ryan, but if, if you don't mind if I share one that Jump I just started in. using, um, it's something that Elson Lou had mentioned in an email to us. It's Boomerang. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what is Boomerang? Mm-hmm. If you haven't heard of Boomerang, it is amazing. It allows you to, it's a Gmail extension. So if you're a Howell Schools employee, you can easily download it. It's free. Um, and it basically allows you to either schedule, write an email and then schedule when to send it. So if you're going to write an email to parents and you, you don't want to be around when the email sends, you can schedule that for you know for after school or, or whatever. Um, but it also allows you, if you get an email that you don't want to deal with, you can boomerang it, which means send it to me later. So it disappears from your inbox. Or so if you're a person like me who likes to keep my inbox clean and clear, I save every email I've ever had, but I don't like to see the, the unread ones. So, okay, I'm going to deal with this later. You boomerang it. It'll go away from your uh from your inbox and will come back when you want it to come back. And the third one that is great, which I need to do, is pausing your email, which means you you won't receive any emails until you unpause it. So, you know, if you're the kind of person like me that once in a while just needs to kind of keep an eye on the email during class, I'll hit pause and then I will not have that uh, distraction anymore. So that that's a great app. It's I mean, in two days I've had it. It's changed my life. Though that's why I was so excited to share it. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. I second Boomerang. Great tool. You'll love it. We'll have to do another show about Inbox Zero. You're on one end of the spectrum, I'm, the, I'm on the other. I don't want to pull up my inbox right now because I might give you a heart attack. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm fine with it. We'll go over there. Yeah, when I see people, I've seen people like, you know, 10,000 unread emails, my heart just skips a beat a little bit. Mm-hmm. If I have like the little red badge on my iPad or iPhone or anything like that, that's got to get cleared. Like if, you know, I just ha- I can't stand it. I don't know why. I guess it's just the, a little mania I have. So. Well, I'll keep my inbox hidden. Okay, good. Please do. <laughs> Brian, do you have something that uh, you could share with us? Something, maybe some research out there, something new that's uh, interesting to you? Sure, yeah. So I think we're going to call this Brian's Read for yeah, now. Absolutely. Um, and uh, this is a, a I re- I'm on an email list by a guy called uh, Backseat Linguist. And he writes about uh, all the research that's going on in, in, in linguistics and, and second language acquisition and pretty much anything around that. Um, and I thought this one was really interesting. I received it earlier in the year, but the research is from 2017. The name of the research is uh, Reading Science Books for Pleasure Will Help You in Science Class. And it was a research done by Chen, Chen, and Yang this year in 2017. And basically what they did is they... they followed a school uh, in Taiwan, a senior high school in Taiwan that was an all-girls school, and they uh, had opportunities to pleasure read outside of the classroom from a list of stuff that was related to subjects, so maybe science fiction related to science, stuff about social sciences, stuff about literature. Um, but um, it basically was, uh, the research is around academic language, which is the language needed by students to do work in schools, such as discipline-specific language. So maybe what a beaker is, or this is thinking, you know, language that kids need. Um, they, what they found out is that the more books about science students read, along with both social science and literature books, the higher their science test scores were. And that more content area reading was associated with higher scores on more standardized tests. And what it comes down to is that the road to academic language is the same as that for all types of literacy development, free voluntary reading. And I thought that was interesting that we don't necessarily think about 
reading science fiction novel in a science class or reading a historical fiction book, say, in a history class. And, but students selected free voluntary reading um, from maybe a list of, of fiction and nonfiction books for students and giving them opportunities each day to read about it is going to increase their vocabulary. It's going to increase, increase their ability to read, but it's also going to have the consequence of having um, a positive effect on their academic language within the science class or the social studies class or the history, or history class or, or any of the classes pretty much. Um, and I think that's really fascinating. It's just that, that, that idea that reading and free volunteer reading, pleasure reading is so, so very important. And we need to make sure we're doing that in our classrooms. You bring up a couple of really good points. One of them is that student choice and that kind of choice within limitations, right? Mm-hmm. Um, giving some choice that the students might get engaged with that actually is tied to what it is they want to learn. I know personally, when I was younger, school killed my my thirst for reading. I just I didn't want to read. I, I was used to reading textbooks. That's what you know was pushed, and I. It probably took me until I was uh, maybe even in college till I kind of started reading just for pleasure. Yeah, so that's something for all of us to think about. I know a lot of uh, second language teachers, Spanish teachers, French teachers around the country are doing free voluntary reading level appropriate, and they do 10 minutes a day, and there's no grade. There's no, it's just you do it. Sometimes you grade them if you're doing it or not, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said that they're seeing great gains in the kids' vocabulary and syntax and the ability to use language, and they're not teaching anything explicitly. Sure. So, something to consider. Thanks so much. You're welcome. So, Brian, I just want to reiterate um, how people can get in touch with you. Yeah, once again, you can, the best way to get in touch with me probably is at my Twitter, which is at ProfeReardon, P-R-O-F-E-R-I-O-R-D-A-N. It'll be on uh, our website, ryanandbryanshow.com. You can check that out if you didn't catch that spelling. And you, Ryan? You can find me on Twitter at ryanhorn0076. Uh, and again, reach out to us on our website, ryanandbryanshow.com. Brian, with an I. That's right. So don't forget about your homework, listeners. First of all, we want to thank you for listening. And don't forget to nominate yourself or somebody else who you are thinking is doing, are doing great things in their classroom. Because our next podcast will hopefully not be us talking the whole time, but us interviewing and talking with someone doing great stuff in the classroom. Sounds good. Nominate yourself. Nominate your friends. Uh, Come on in the studio. We'd love to have you on the show. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for listening and downloading our podcast, and we look forward to talking with you next time. All right. We'll catch you next time.